Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline recharged after a little mini break. You're ready to dive in. Today, we pay homage to the man who built this place. Plus, I'm worried about a pitcher. I've got questions about a horse. And I'll tell you who the best in the world is at my favorite sport. All that and more. Let's do this. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, the place to start is with the weekend review. We come in here on Mondays, and it has long been a frustration of mine that on Monday, we tend to overlook all the things that happened on Friday night, all the things that happened on Saturday. We spend all our times talking about what happened on Sunday. Well, that is not going to be the case here. We're going to give you a full-fledged weekend review, and it begins by going all the way back to Friday. Friday. Here's the 1-1. Swing, a weak grounder to short. Farmer in, he has it to first, and that's it! A no-hitter for Wade Miley! The 17th no-hitter in Reds history! And the first for the veteran left-hander. So that's the call on 700 WLW, and I play that in part because... We're starting to sound like we are absolute geniuses here on this program. We told you before the season began that there was going to be a new record set this year for no-hitters in a season. I didn't know that it might happen before the end of May. (laughs) The record for no-hitters in a season is eight. We've already had four officially this season as of Wade Miley on Friday night. And again, if it weren't for the seven-inning rule, and I'm not going to go back and relitigate whether that should or shouldn't count as a no-hitter, it doesn't. But we can all at least acknowledge Madison Bumgarner did not give up a hit in all of the the outs he was allowed to get. And so we continue to see these no-hitters. And you think to yourself, how fabulous. What could be more exciting than going to the ballpark and seeing a no-hitter? Well, Jeff Passan came on the radio on Saturday and said quite the opposite. This is not good for the sport. While no-hitters in and of themselves are incredible events, they're indicative of a problem that's been coming for a long time, which is that strikeouts, generally speaking, have gotten so out of control and batted balls have become so infrequent that you have this perfect storm that's leading to an abundance of no-hitters. When you see an April in which there are 1,092 more strikeouts than hits, more than there's ever been in any month in the history of the game, you know that the pitching-hitting balance is out of whack. So that was Jeff Passan on game night on ESPN Radio. And so let's make this Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Hembo, you are the man who gave us the preview that we're going to see a record number of no-hitters this season. Do you agree with Jeff Passan that this is actually not good for the sport because it is an illustration of what is right now baseball's biggest problem? I do agree with Jeff, and I think this weekend's no-hitter is a really good indictment on the hitters because it's been power pitching for the most part. This guy threw a no-hitter and threw seven pitches of 90-plus miles per hour. Seven in the whole game. It's not the pitching. It's the hitting. Yep. You woke up Saturday morning. What did Passon write to you? <laughs> I had a text message from Jeff Passon that read another, and that was it. <laughs> another keep, no-hitter. Get used to keeping hearing right. those because that seems to be the theme here. That straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. That was Friday. Saturday. Now Westbrook left the circle. Westbrook foul line drives, bags, and scores, and scores. And Russell Westbrook has a triple-double and makes it a one-point game, 106-105. Westbrook, 11 points, 14 rebounds. 14 assists and his 34th triple-double of the season. That was the call on Federal News, and that was uh, uh, Federal News Radio, excuse me, and that was Russell Westbrook's 34th triple-double of the season. It came in the game in which Bradley Spiel scored 50, and the Wizards win, and they're playing better, and all the rest of that. But 
What it also was was his 181st triple-double, tying the record long held by Oscar Robertson. Westbrook has been an absolute tear since he got traded to Washington. He has 35 triple-doubles this season, 14 in the month of April alone. He now has the distinction for having the most triple-doubles in a season. He already held that from back in that previous year. Now, the term triple-double was not really coined until the early 80s. So Robertson didn't even know he had this record until long after his career came to an end. But the question is, how do we put into perspective Russell Westbrook's career? Like many great ones, he has had one of the really unique and individual great careers that we've ever seen. It's very hard to compare him to anyone. I was on a plane the other day, and I was scrolling through social media. I'd like to remember where I saw it. Maybe one of you guys will see it and will know. But someone put up a post, who was a greater player, Allen Iverson mm. or Russell Westbrook? And it's a good question. Like, my, my initial reaction without thinking about it was, oh, it's Iverson for sure. And then I thought about it a little more. And then, ironically, two days later, Westbrook has another triple-double, and I realized it's actually a good question. Russell Westbrook has going to, is, going to, is going to finish this season. I mean, they're not winning a championship this year. And let's see if he ever does wind up being the best player or among the best players on a championship team. That would change the perception of him. But if his perception finishes where it is now, he's going to have one of the really unique careers that we've ever seen in the history of the sport. And putting him in his proper place will be very hard to do. All right, and that brought us to yesterday. Sunday. We did not give it. I, my veterinarian, nobody here. We, we, that matter of fact, Medina Spirit has never been treated with beta methadone. I never thought I'd be here. Yesterday, I got the biggest gut punch in racing for something that I didn't do. And that's Bob Baffert. And I may not follow this sport as closely as I do some of the others. But I'm well aware that there is no more significant name in that sport than the name Baffert. And there is, of course, no bigger race than the Kentucky Derby. And Medina Spirit, as you may have heard, who won the Derby, tested positive for an excessive amount of this steroid, which is sometimes used to treat pain and inflammation in horses. And in case you're wondering, well, how big a deal is that? An official from Churchill Downs said, to be clear, if these findings are upheld, Medina Spirit's results in the Derby will be invalidated. And the runner-up, the, the horse that, that placed will be declared the winner. But Baffert is saying flat out that neither he nor anyone in his barn, including his team's vets, ever administered this drug to the horse. He insists the horse has never been treated with the drug. So where does that leave everything? Leaves everything in a very precarious place, does it not? That's one that feels worth following to me. I did also notice with some interest, they are not going to take away, if they take away the win, they're not refunding the betting. So if you're holding a ticket from that race and you've held on to it, you remain out of luck. So there is that. But one way or another, this feels important. Two weeks after the fact and leading into the Preakness, they may take down the horse that wound up winning the Kentucky Derby. And that is going to be fascinating. So Baffert, who has had a little bit of a, a, a checkered past going back to last year with the suspension and a few other things, this thing could wind up being by far the biggest scandal that he's ever seen and one of the biggest scandals in the history of that sport. That's a little weekend review for you here. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. All right, we're going to play a little hashtag game with the hashtag crew today, and more importantly, we're going to play it with you. Today is Chris Berman's 
birthday. I wish a very happy 66th birthday to the legend, the icon, Chris Berman. He built this place. I and a lot of other people like me have the lives we have today in large part because of Chris Berman. So in his honor today, we're going to dedicate our green list to his nicknames. And in case you don't know, Chris Berman first became a legend. He is a six-time national sportscaster of the year. And he first became a legend in the earliest days of ESPN because of what are now, I guess, known as his Bermanisms. He would just take players' names and, and, and make them into something funny. And in case you're not aware of what some of those are, maybe the most famous ones, Bert Be Home Bly Levin, Joseph Live and Let a Die, <laughs> Raleigh Chicken Fingers, Jake Daylight Come and You Gotta Del Home, <laughs> Miguel Tejada They Come, Tejada They Fall, Scott Supercalifragilisticexpialibrocious, Chuck New Kids on the Knoblock. These were all fun, such simple genius. So we wanted to do some of our own today. I'm going to ask each member of the hashtag crew to give me one about a current player. You want to know, we want some of the, you know, Boomer's not doing these about current play, players today. He's not doing baseball shows right now. So we will have those. And most importantly, we want you to tweet a current Bermanism at us. Use the hashtag Greeny, hashtag Greeny with a Y. We will see it. And just give us some Bermanisms. And the best ones will make the green list today that we will do at the end of the show. But did we do our homework today? Hashtag Hembo, do you have a Bermanism for I us? I do. I have a current coach, and that is Eric sleeping with the enemy. Eric sleeping with the enemy. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Let me bring in hashtag Bubba, who, uh, of course, in many ways, many, many people may not well, hold, know hold this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He took one of Berman's and just said, I do. It's, it's from a current coach. That doesn't count. That's true. Does it Did count? Berman do that? Yes. Was Berman. Berman has yeah. done was that. that. Was that not the homework assignment? No. Oh. no. Just come up with your own. To make up your own. I thought you made oh. that your own one. Oh, Boomer did that? I'm just yes. looking stuff up yes. here. I'm a researcher, guys. <laughs> so, I'm not a creative. Wow, good job. Here's, <laughs> like, here's a bad one about me. Is that shirt new? No, Texera. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not bad. How about you, uh, Bubba? All right. I got Tim the easy way or the harder way, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like it. Devin? Carry on my wayward son, Johnson. <laughs> so elaborate. That's so, I like the thought that we've put into these. So we would ask you to do the same today. Use the hashtag, Greeny. Tweet modern day Bermanism. Don't just go back and find some of his. Give us some new ones. And I got a couple of boomer stories that we'll tell along the way today as well. Coming up, lots of basketball. Wendy will be here. Plus the best in the world once again. And I'm worried about a pitcher. All that and a whole lot more as we get this thing rolling on a Monday with Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply (laughs) 
It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com slash greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy greeny the podcast all right, Greeny, rolling along with you here on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Windy in 10 minutes. Lots of hoops to get to with Brian Windhorst. He'll join me on the Goodyear hotline, as all my guests do. In just a moment, I'm worried about a pitcher. I've already been concerned about a horse. I'll tell you who is the best in the world and a whole lot more. But I'll spend 30 seconds now with some straight talk. You know, saving money feels good, of course. But cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month. It's up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. The scoop. The Grom is coming off of a right lat injury and breezed through the first four perfectly. Struggled noticeably in the fifth when he walked three batters, and there's a long conversation, and I think Jacob's coming out of this game. Jacob DeGrom is going to walk back to the dugout with Brian Chicklow. Now the DeGrom question gets murkier. Yes, it does. That's an interesting choice of words on WCBS Radio. That's Jacob DeGrom leaving with right side tightness after throwing two warm-up pitches before the sixth inning. It was his first time out since skipping a start because of an issue with his right lat. So all these things don't sound, or I shouldn't say they don't sound, they aren't to do with his arm, at least yet. But the body is one big, you know, never-ending series of kinetic energy. And this is cause for significant concern about a guy who is, I'll say it again, the best player in baseball. And maybe the single best player in American sports today when you consider how dominant he has been. But hashtag Hemba, what more are we hearing around the sport right now about Jacob deGrom and another injury question? Well, the good news, like you said, is that it's not arm-related. The bad news is that they're starting to talk about his back. And this is a pitcher who has had some, some pretty significant injury history of the past, but this is really the only thing that can derail him from having an all-time great season. He started six games, he's got 65 strikeouts, and he's allowed three earned runs. He's that kind of good. No one's ever done that before in the history of the sport. If he can find a way to make close to 30 starts this year, like I said before the season, and like you said before the season, he's the most valuable player in the National League, but it's a TBD based upon the injury, based upon what we uh, learned yesterday after he left the game. Well, this would just be such a shame. Yeah. Be, I mean, on, on, on every level. Mm-hmm. I mean, first and foremost, for him, for the team, and everything else, but just in general for the sport. It feels like baseball... The Those of us who love it, it feels like baseball is off to a good start. 
People seem to be into it. Every indication I get is that is that ratings are good. They're attacking the problem. They have. This is what I like about what baseball is doing. They see their problem. They recognize it, and they're attacking it, which is to say that the game had gotten stale because of the three certain outcomes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're attacking that aggressively, and it's working. And so I want to see stars. There's nothing more exciting than the great starting pitcher. And so they need this guy. But more than the Mets, it's, it's not more. As much as the Mets need him, that's first and foremost. Obviously, that's his team, and, and mm-hmm. there's that part of it. There's also just it's good for the sport. I want to see Shohei Otani doing it both ways. I want to see him doing it on the mound and at the plate. You want to see stuff like that. Baseball needs stuff like that to sink its teeth into. Baseball has as many stars right now as it has had in my lifetime. It's really one of the big things that's ailed the NBA this season. So many of their stars have been injured. So many of their stars have been sitting. This is a huge key for baseball to get guys like him on the field, and in his case, being a pitcher every fifth day. We're going to pray that he's going to be okay, and Based upon what I'm hearing, I think I think this is going to be a short-term thing. All right, we certainly hope so. So we have that. We had the no-hitter on Friday. Our baseball weekend recap is brought to you by Credit Karma. Visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Credit Karma Money. Progress starts here. Meanwhile, I got a quick tape for you, I, and I promise this will not take long because I know what you want me to get to. We had a million things here. Wendy is coming up. We're going to talk basketball with him, get into all that. I have a few football things to get to today, but I insist I take one moment for a quick take on the golf, and here's why I want to do that because I watched a little bit of Rory McIlroy winning yesterday, his first win in 18 months. He shot 68 yesterday, made it very tough on himself at the end, hit the ball into a hazard on 18, needed to two-putt from 45 feet to wind up winning by one shot at the Wells Fargo Championship. And I know, if you're not a big fan of the sport, you weren't paying a whole lot of attention to the Wells Fargo Championship. Maybe you'll pay attention in two weeks when they play the next major, which is the the PGA. But I get asked a lot in this post-Tiger world in which we live, who is the best golfer in the world? And I have never wavered. So here's my take. For a little while, it looked like Jordan Spieth looked like he would win the most, and he might still win a bunch. But Dustin Johnson is the only one who ever made me consider changing my mind. But I have not. And that is on the following statement. If everybody plays their best, Rory McIlroy wins. Which means to say, I believe he is the most talented player in the world by an eyelash over Dustin Johnson. Now, he goes up and down a lot more than some of the other great ones do. He goes through stretches where he just looks completely lost. It looked for a little while there like he had been thrown off by all of the power of Bryson DeChambeau and was trying to emulate that. And, of course, he doesn't putt as well as some of the other great ones do. But I will say that when he is at his best, I believe if all of them play their best, that includes Dustin Johnson, it includes DeChambeau, I will take McElroy. And if that answers the question, then I believe that makes him the best player in the world. Is that a good way to define the best player in the world? I think so. In the case of McElroy, though, we know he can do it. My question is, how often can he do it? Well, that, that's the thing. See, we, people who have not followed golf longer than Tiger Woods has been the biggest star in the sport. And again, it's a very long time. And that goes back 25 years. Tiger won the first, his first major, the Masters, in 1997. That's 24 years ago. So he's been not only the central figure, but a dominant figure in that sport, the likes of which it had practically never seen. So I think people then expect, well, who's going to be the next one? Who's going to win like 10 majors in a nine-year period? That doesn't happen. Like the answer is no one. No one is going to do that. No one is just going to dominate that sport the way he did. People like that literally come along once every other generation. 
That's why you still know their names. That's why people still talk about Bobby Jones like 80 years after he died. So th- th- that, that is the point, that no one is going to be Tiger. If you're waiting for that, then you're going to wait a really long time. I mean, Charlie might become the next Tiger. And I'm talking about <laughs> Tiger's son. You have no idea. No, no one is going to be the next Tiger. So you have to find some way of defining who's the best player. And my way of defining it is, if they all played their best, who would win? Yes, he's not the most consistent. He's not. That's why he's not number one in the world. Dustin is. Dustin is more consistent than he is. And at different times, you'll see other guys sort of rise up. For a while, there, it looked like Spieth was going to win all the big events. And so I would have been inclined to lead toward him. But my take today is I'm going to name Rory McIlroy the best golfer in the world because if they all play their best, I believe he wins. It's a quick take for you today brought to you by 303 Products, premium protectants and cleaners. Keep your car looking like new longer. All right, before I get windy in here, there's one other thing. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. All right, so I just want you to know, I spent a little long weekend in Chicago here. We had a very nice time um, with family. And, and, and I mean that um, in the most literal way we possibly can. So our daughter goes to college in the Chicagoland area at Northwestern. And because of the circumstances of the last year, we'd not been able to go out there and see her. She's living in an apartment. We had not seen her apartment. I can tell you, I don't know how many parents have had this experience, but there's something very different about seeing your child in their own home, like their own place. Like when she lived in a dorm, that was one thing. Like there's a whole bunch of other kids and they all live in a dorm. And that, there was a very temporary feel to that. Like that wasn't her home. You go to an apartment that she has. Look, I don't want to start getting emotional. I will tell you that after we left her apartment, Stace and I went for a little walk around the campus of Northwestern University, which is for both of us, one of our favorite places in the world. And we spent about 15 minutes not talking. Like I needed like 15 minutes to recover. So I I think there are probably a lot of parents who were nodding along with me. That was quite an experience. But that is not what I just want you to know. What I just want you to know is that then yesterday we have a little Mother's Day brunch. Okay, so we got my my wife, who, of course, is a mother. We got her sister, who is my sister-in-law, who is a a, a mom. And then we've got my mother-in-law, who is there. So we're all sitting around. And the conversation rolls around to the conversation we had here last week. (laughs) I will refresh your memory quickly. The controversy that erupted about Stace telling me, matter-of-factly, and with no compunction or reservation or apology, that when she was a little girl, she had been hit by a car, and that somehow we managed to go 23 and a half years into our marriage before she mentioned that to me. And her explanation for that was, well, it just never came up. And we had a big debate. You'll recall, we, all, we had a debate on this on the show. Everyone chimed in. It was very funny. Our kids wound up chiming in on it. It was all well and good. So this comes up over the brunch yesterday. And my mother-in-law is hearing about it for the first time. And she responds by saying, well, how about the time that you rode your bike into a wall? Did you tell him about that? And I said, what? <laughs> and her sister says, was that the time you broke your leg? And her mother says, no, that was when she fell off the skateboard. <laughs> And so I said, what? And the whole thing left me with the following question. Do I know anything about this woman at all? As it turns out, my wife as a child was hit by a car and had to be taken to the hospital in an ambulance, once rode a bicycle directly into a wall and had to be taken to the, to, to the doctor and, and observed for concussions and broke her leg falling off a skateboard. And somehow, I did not know any of these things until this week. (laughs) We have been together since 1995. 
How is this possible? I ask you. Does this make Bubba, please, as the relationship expert that you are, many may not know that Bubba, prior to his career in radio production, was actually a couples therapist. You managed so many couples through crisis, and we are not in one, but I do wonder, Bubba, (laughs) should I be here wondering to myself, do I actually know anything about this woman at all? Yeah, I mean, because I think the answer to that question is very clearly no. (laughs) You do not. Sadly, you do not. I don't know what's going on, but you do not. I don't either. I mean, I, I, and, and she said, well, you never told me about all your injuries. And I said, I never had an injury. The only bone I've ever broken in my entire life was voluntary. I had a nose job. I had rhinoplasty. <laughs> That's the only broken bone I've ever had. I didn't break an ankle. I didn't break a fibia, a tibia. I never torqued it, sprained it, strained it. I've never been injured. I don't have, if I had, I would have mentioned You have had some bad paper cuts. That's it. I mean, for me, that's an injury. I sit here wearing this little thing on my finger to keep from getting a paper cut while I work. I work with protective gear while doing a talk show. (laughs) So that could give you some indication of just how oft injured I am not. Anyway, that was my number one takeaway for my weekend. Let's move forward. Put some respect on the New York Knicks. Like, factual. Right now, if I had a vote, he's got to be on one of the three teams. Back to Randall. Wing right three at the shot clock. Buzzer! Buried it, and that might have been the dagger. We are back, and we are continuing and along here. And Brian Winhorst, our basketball insider extraordinaire, jumps in with me on the Goodyear hotline in Windy. It starts there. I mean, the Knicks... And they're going to get LeBron, maybe LeBron this week, but they're going to get the Lakers this week. But what can we say about the Knicks who have gone from being a good story to being a really good team? I think that was the biggest win they had yesterday in about seven years. I'm trying to, I'm trying to evaluate it, and maybe I'm forgetting something, and I'm not a ad nauseum Knicks guy, but that was an incredible victory. Uh, not only... Not only because of the standings, they're trying like hell to hold on to four. Um, I think I was a little bit worried at the start of this road trip that they might slide all the way to the play-in. That's not going to happen. The Celtics have just gone into the tank. That's not going to happen. But if they could have home court advantage against Atlanta, it would be amazing. Uh, it still favors Atlanta because Atlanta has the easiest schedule ref left in the league, and the, and the Knicks are still on the West Coast. But to play a game like that, the Clippers were full power. I mean, they didn't have Serge Ibaka, but they had uh, Paul George and Kyrie, full power, coming at them, rested, uh, wanted that game, and the Knicks had to have it, game four of a road trip, and they won it on the road. You know, Greeny, I saw today that they are 8-3 and three in their last 11 games as an underdog. So I'd say be careful uh, overlooking the New York Knicks. And to get that victory – just says so much about how far they've come as an organization. That was a, I mean, I can't, I, I have to qualify this saying it was a regular season game, but it was as big of a regular season game as the Knicks have won in recent memory. Well, look, I mean, they have barely won any playoff games in that stretch of time either, so it's not an exaggeration to say it. And it does go to show anyone who says how important is coaching in that sport. In some cases, it can be very important because I, I will give credit to our former colleague here, Tom Thibodeau, who sat next to me and hosted Get Up with me a million times while he was between coaching jobs. He has just been brilliant. Uh, speaking of brilliant, Wendy, all anyone wanted to talk about yesterday as I was traveling back from Chicago was Steph Curry and, and the show that he put on. And I brought up the question this morning on Get Up. Is he the most entertaining player to watch in sports today? He does it with a flair. He has been spectacular. 
I think you could argue this has been his best season, all things considered. What are the right words to use to describe what we're seeing right now in Steph? Well, he, you know, he's in a situation. We often see this with teams on the bubble of the playoffs. We see incredible stuff. So right now, Russell Westbrook doing some of the same stuff for the Wizards. It elevates their game, um, and they're often playing competition that, you know, in a playoff setting, we're going to see the whole defense be prepared to set itself against all of Steph's favorite plays and everything like that. And there's pressure and all that stuff, and it's kind of hard to do it. Right now, the lane is there for Steph. He sees it, and he's attacking it. And 49 points in three quarters. You know, there's a tremendous race for the scoring title Mm -hmm. in the NBA right now. And I don't know, even as a network, if we're highlighting it enough as we should, but Bradley Beal puts up 50 the other night, and the Wizards get a real big win uh, in overtime. And And Steph even says after the game, yeah, I saw he had 50, and yes, I was aware of what I needed to do tonight. Now, I'm not saying he's chasing the scoring title versus victories, but it just so happens that the Warriors need him to score a heck of a lot of points to have any chance from night to night. So the scoring title right now between Beal and Curry is one of the best things we got going in sports. And this week, I would encourage you and your fine staff at a very influential show to keep an eye on it. Well, I'm looking directly over to my friend, hashtag Hembo, and I, th- I think that's exactly right. We don't get these races often. Like, it, it is rare. I was actually reading a story about this this morning. I forget where I saw it. But it is rare that this comes down to the final week and these back and forth the way we have had. And you've got Beal and you've got Steph. And actually, while you mentioned Westbrook there, I'm glad you did. You just sort of jarred me, my, my mind on something. And I talked about it briefly off the top of the show. Westbrook with the triple-double. He ties Oscar Robertson and all the rest of that. Like, he's going to be a very difficult player to put into perspective. I hope he has a lot of career left, so we're not writing the story of his career yet, Wendy. But it's kind of hard to quantify exactly what Westbrook is. because The numbers are ridiculous. I mean, historically ridiculous. And he's doing it right now at a level that we haven't seen him do maybe ever with Westbrook. What, 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 are, what are the right things to be saying about him right now? Well, the difficult thing with him is he had this star pairing in, uh, in Oklahoma City, and, you know, I don't think it was all about Russ that Kevin left, but Russ, you know, Kevin broke him up. They go to, he goes to Houston. He works together with Harden, his former teammate, to get himself to Houston. They play one year together, and both of them are like, this ain't working. And, again, I don't think it's necessarily because of Russ, but the way he plays is not simple to play with. Um, he's a demanding uh, teammate, even though he's a great player. And I don't know how you square that because, um, you know, the year that he won the MVP award was one of the weakest teams that they had um, in Oklahoma City, Uh, you know, because Durant left, but also because the way he played, I'm not sure it fostered great team basketball. The, you know, the, the, the Thunder trade him and they immediately get better with Chris Paul. Uh, The, you know, he makes all NBA last year, but, you know, doesn't want to stay. So, in addition to all those incredible statistics and those incredible accomplishments and his awards, it's hard to square exactly where he fits as a winner. Although when you watch him play, he is relentlessly driven to win. And so it's, 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 he's a complicated guy to watch. But, you know, even this year, like has Russell Westbrook had a good season? Well, some people would say, are you kidding me? Look at these statistics. Look at the way he's played. He's, He's a, you know, we got people out there talking about him for MVP. 
But Greeny, for the first two and a half months of the season, he was awful. Mm. He, he couldn't make a shot. He, he was turning the ball over. I know he was a little bit injured, but he was terrible the first two and a half months of the season. So how do I square this season for Russell Westbrook, much less his career? It's a good indication of just how complicated it is. If you like hoops, you would like the Hoop Collective podcast. That's Wendy's pod. You check it out all the time. He's with us here on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead that's Goodyear, more driven. Wendy, we're warming up for it here. Next week, it all begins in earnest, the play-in tournaments and the playoffs, and we'll be counting on you heavily as we get there. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Goody. Have a good week. See you soon. That's Brian Windhorst with me here getting ready to go. All right. We have done a bunch of talking here today. Now it is your turn. Mondays mean hot takes. And I want to hear yours coming off a busy sports weekend at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-SAY-ESPN. Your hot takes are serving them up hot right after this word from ZipRecruiter. If you're a business owner who's hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds these qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So while other companies give you too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Back in a moment on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you. Coming to your calls in just a moment on ESPN Radio. Remember, we're every single day with you on ESPN Plus as well. I wanted to very briefly, as, as we honor Chris Berman on his birthday today, 66, happy birthday, boom, um, by soliciting your Bermanisms, use the hashtag Greeny for some modern-day Bermanisms, and we'll have some fun with them later. I just wanted to tell you one quick note about what a mensch Chris Berman is, what a good guy he is. Several people asked me this question. Chris Russo asked it to me on his radio show when I was uh, down in or out in Cleveland for the draft. He asked me, you know, did I seek out any advice from Chris Berman about hosting the draft, which I most certainly would have done, but I didn't get the chance to do it. And do you want to know why? Why? Because when it was announced that I was doing the draft, the first person who called me was Chris Berman. Literally the first call, it was a text, but the first text I got was from Boomer in Maui. He saw the report. (laughs) 
and he sent me a note, and he sent me multiple notes of encouragement and all that kind of stuff over the course of time. So I can tell you, and I'll, and I'll give you a little more in-depth story a little later today. I want to save the time for the phone calls here. But not only is he, you know, the guy who built this place, but he's just a heck of a nice man as well. So a happy birthday to Boomer. We'll honor him with the green list with your best Bermanisms coming up in our next hour. Meanwhile, I'm looking for hot takes. We're serving them up hot at 888-SAY-ESPN. That is my phone number. Let's see how we do. Bubba, who's first? First up is Steve. All right, Steve, give me a hot take. First, the Bermanism. Berman down the house. Chris Berman. <laughs> Okay, thank you. That's that's. What is your hot take? My hot take is uh, this horse racing doping stuff's got to stop. They're the only athletes not protected. It's a travesty whether you're a human being in the Olympics or a horse in the Triple Crown. Make it fair. Doesn't happen in Europe. Shouldn't happen here. Yeah, it, it, you know that's something we're going to have to get somebody on to talk about this week. As, as I mentioned, I know a lot about horse race. I'm betting on horse races. I don't know the sport, the ins and outs of it, the way I do some others. I'm going to need a little help on this one here. But it certainly it feels like an extraordinarily big deal when the names Bob Baffert and the Kentucky Derby are involved. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Jake. Jake, give me a hot take. Hey, Mike, I got to say, I don't know the schedule in Boston, but I hope Trash Day is next Monday because they got to get rid of Danny Ainge. That roster is a mess. You know, the Celtic fans are upset and they have reason to be. This is a team that had the brightest future in the sport two years ago. And the question is, where did it go? Are you more? He, so it sounds like he's obviously very anti Danny Ainge. How do you feel about Brad Stevens? He's getting a lot of heat, too. Uh, yes, I, I, I thought he would go back to college. I, I thought, mm. why would you deal with this? You go to college yeah. someplace to get a name a court after you someday <laughs> instead of putting up with calls like that, which are, are legitimate. Look, the Celtics somehow managed to go from the future to the past mm-hmm. without having a present. Where was the present? Now, they have, those two guys are still so good, and Tatum in particular. I'm not willing to give up on it, but it does make you start to feel like he held on to that dry powder for so mm. long that, that maybe at some point, you, if, you're too, if you're too hesitant to make the move, maybe your time comes and goes, and the window with the Nets, with what they've done and everything, I understand the frustration of the fans. If you're in Boston, they're going to wind up in that play-in thing next week. Uh, who is next, Bubba? Let's go to Alex. All right, Alex, give me a hot take. Uh, with uh, Rogers trades development, everyone's focused on where Aaron Rodgers could possibly go. I'm more focused on when he does go. The Chicago Bears are easily going to take over the division and be the best team. I'm with you. I- I'm having a little trouble hearing him, but is he saying that he believes if Rodgers is out of the division, the Bears win it? That's what he said. I agree. I think the Bear- look the Bear people talk about the Bears like they were three and thirteen last year. They made the playoffs. I know they snuck in at eight and eight, but they made the playoffs. And there was an additional playoff team this year that what didn't exist last year. So the Bears should make the playoffs this coming year. And, I mean, how valuable is Aaron Rodgers? They went 13-3 and last year. If he winds up in Denver, which he's going to be, by the way, and I'm going to talk more about him coming up in our next hour. If he winds up out of that division, do I could I see the Bears winning the division? Yes. I will say it on, out loud, on the record, right now out front. If Aaron Rodgers is not on the Packers, I believe – the Bears have an excellent chance to win the division. Either the Bears or the Vikings. The Lions are starting over again. And the Packers, I think that's six wins. I think they go from 13 wins down to seven. Well, who's quarterbacking? Is Jordan Love in that, in that case? Well, I mean, he better be because you just, <laughs> you just alienated Aaron Rodgers to trade up and get this guy in the first round. And we talk about how you need your quarterbacks to play in their first year as rookies. Here he is in his second year. He's not ready to play. What the hell are we doing? 
So, yes, he better be their quarterback, and I believe they will finish under 500 if that is the case, and they will not win the division. Give me one more, Bubba. Let's go to Eric. Eric, give me a hot take. Tapping in there, Greeny. Love the show. Hot take is the way to fix the NBA three-point shot. You got to yeah. move the line. You got to add a four-pointer 10 feet beyond that. And here's the, here's, the, here's the caveat. Here's what makes it all work. The three-point shot is not available in the first six minutes of any quarter. So, therefore, the three-point shot is only available for half the game. I love it. I love I love the depth of the thinking. You know, we talked about the three-pointer and its impact on the sport about a month or so ago, and I have thought a lot about this. I need to write down all the ideas he just had and analyze them one by one because all of a sudden we got a four-point shot in the middle of all this, and we have limitations on when three-pointers are three-pointers. And you know what? Generally speaking, I think you're thinking along the right lines. I'm not sure you're 100% of the way there, but I don't think you're as far off as some might think. We geniuses are sometimes not appreciated until long after our time. Coming up, the team that always got everything wrong gets another one right. That's next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu.